Everybody to the nations worldwide. This is episode 80 of the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. In this episode, we are joined by Tammy and Chad of Heroic Tribe. They're a family of eight that took a year to travel the world together. We talk with them about the intricacies of traveling as a large family for a year and the many positives that they took from their travels as a family, as well as their love for Hawaii. So without further ado, here's our interview with Tammy and Chad. Today we are joined by Tammy and Chad of Heroic Tribe. They're a family of eight adventurers traveling the world together and documenting their travels online. You can follow them on their Instagram channel at Heroic Tribe or online at Heroic.com. That's H-E-R-O-I-C dot com. Hello, Tammy and Chad, and welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks so much, guys, for joining me here. I just want to get started to get to know a little bit about the two of you more and your family and what you're doing. Can you just start this story off with maybe how the two of you met? Okay, so we met... While we were both in college, uh, we actually met at a dance party. We both loved to dance and loved to party. And so that was kind of a great introduction for the both of us because it kind of led, led into everything else that we're going to be doing. So met at an underground, underground dance party. That is, it was actually underneath a parking garage at, uh, near the college that we were both going to. Oh, that's nice. And who who kind of influenced the other person to get out and travel more? Or did, did you guys both bring this love of travel into the relationship? No. So I was a big scaredy cat, to be honest. When we were first married, I didn't even want to leave the country. I didn't. I had never had a passport. I'd never left the country. And, you know, I mean, I enjoyed traveling, but it was like stateside and it was like whatever, you know, whatever was easy and convenient and, um, simple. So, so Chad definitely kind of opened my horizons a lot with the traveling. Yeah. So I, I traveled a bunch as a kid with my family. We didn't travel internationally, internationally at all, but, uh, we definitely traveled a lot just around to different States. And, uh, and so I loved traveling in addition to that. I have uh, offices offshore, so I have offices in the Philippines and India, and so I was traveling a lot for that. Not when we first met, though. He didn't start traveling until yeah. after we were married. Gotcha. So when you two first met, did you did you start traveling more so locally, and then you kind of started to branch out together internationally? And and when you started traveling internationally, where did you two start to visit together? Uh, so that's a good question. Yes, we definitely started out. Uh, Maybe not local, but definitely stateside. We definitely stayed anywhere that we didn't have to have a passport. Let's see. Where was the first international place? Our first biggest trip um, was not necessarily international, but it was far and being that it was Hawaii. And we had two little kids at the time, and I had never left our kids overnight ever um, before that. And... 
Um, the way that Chad got me to go because he had asked me and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not leaving for a week with our kids being so little and like, no, that's not happening. And so he actually booked those flights without asking me and then just came and said, Hey, I booked us a flight to Hawaii. So figure out what you're doing with kids. And I had to, and then he had my cousin who is my same age and she had kids that she had already left and, um, had, you know, had good experiences with traveling with her husband and leaving the kids behind. And she called me and convinced me that the kids would be okay. You know, they actually would probably have more fun because they'll be with grandma and grandpa and they'll be eating chocolate every day and they'll be, you know, partying and having a great time. So they'll be great and they'll be fine and nothing will happen. And, you know, and, so between all of that, that was kind of our first big trip and not necessarily, like I said, not international, but it was, it was a big deal for us at the time. We actually went and uh, saw the Ironman world championship in Kona, Hawaii. And I, at that time I had fallen in love with triathlon. So like Tammy said, I just decided, Hey, we're going to Hawaii to see the high, the uh, world championship. And yeah, just booked it. It's kind of like, hey, you're coming. <laughs> Let's do this. Excellent, excellent. And I want to get talking to you two more about your travels and especially as your family started to grow more, how, how you implemented them into your travels. But I want to start talking about your travel together. And when I start talking about travel, I ask a simple two-word question to all of our guests that come on the show. It's a simple question, but for so many couples, it has such a complex response. And that is, why travel? <laughs> Great question. So there's, a, there's so many reasons for travel, right? One of our biggest reasons is an escape, right? Get away from the norm. One of our favorite ways to travel is um, to cruise. And when you cruise you lose cell phone service or, and you lose internet. I mean, you can pay for an internet fee or an internet uh, pass or whatever, but it's still, it's slow. It's satellite. It's just not as good. And so like, we love to have an excuse to just disconnect, just get away from it all and relax because everybody needs that. No matter what phase of life you are in, everybody needs that. So definitely to escape. Um, another thing for us, we love seeing new places and experiencing new things and doing things that, you know, like when I'm here at my house and hanging with my kids, I'm not going to go swimming with sharks and I'm not going to go, you know, snorkeling or I'm not going to go hang out at the beach because we don't have a beach anywhere near us, not even close. Um, I'm not going to go, I don't know, um, hiking in the jungles or zip lining or things like that, that we do when we travel. And we don't always do crazy things like that when we travel, but we definitely see places that we wouldn't normally see. And we do things that we wouldn't normally do when we're traveling. Where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And then where are you going to be traveling to next? The last place, uh, we've been to a bunch of different places, uh, and, the last big place I would say we've been, uh, we went on a cruise to Mexico with our friends and with all the kids and with our friends. And a little bit before that, uh, kind of like before, we were in Hawaii. We went for a couple weeks and uh, fell in love. We've we've loved Hawaii anyways, but uh, once again, fell in love with Hawaii. 
and and wanted to stay a bit longer. But, yeah, we decided uh, that may, we, maybe have to, we may have to move out there just because it was so awesome. Yeah, the only issue I see with Hawaii is the time zone change. So business is difficult if you're in Hawaii because when you wake up at 6 in the morning and it's already almost noon here in the U.S. So that was the only difficulty. But uh, now we are, we're back actually in Utah. So... Uh, it was about a year ago when we sold everything to start traveling with our family. And we knew that these travels were only going to last about a year, at least full-time travels. The full-time travels were only going to last about a year. And uh, our oldest son is 16, and we didn't want to ruin his junior and senior year of sports. He's currently playing football at his high school. And so we're back in Utah and just watching our kids play sports, getting everything, everybody back into uh, the normal, the normal events that they're used to. Yeah. And I can definitely see with having such a large family that there's so many different aspects that uh, come into play when you're choosing a destination and you're, you're choosing which time is the best time to go on a trip. You've got so many more things that you need to think about for sure. And uh, I mean, going back to your travels to Hawaii, what was it about Hawaii that kind of really stood out to you and, and really made that impact on you guys? Because we've also had a chance to visit Hawaii on actual several occasions and loved it probably as much as you guys did. But what was it about Hawaii that blew you two away? Oh, so many things. I mean, obviously the great weather, right? We went in January. So here in Utah in January, it is cold and it is snowy. And we were like, so happy to have warm weather. We were in shorts and t-shirts and hitting the beach constantly. We found this small little town. So we were on Oahu this time and on Oahu, on the opposite side of the island of Honolulu is a little town called Laie. And we loved Laie. We were like, we could live here for the rest of our lives because it was just a cute little town. It didn't have any big stores, any anything that was really big. I mean, obviously it had grocery stores and things like that, but it was a perfect kind of little small town feel, but it had all the things that we wanted close by. Like we loved it was it's the same town where the Polynesian Cultural Center is. So we loved going there and visiting it and seeing all the different cultures and experiencing that we also um we were members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and so we had brigham young university hawaii which is right there and then all of those wonderful things that were just per just this perfect little town and it was super close also to sunset beach which is like famous for it's famous for surfing and it's also it had this sneaky little we knew uh, a local there and he showed us here if you go this way you find this great beach and so we found this great hidden beach and um, North Shore is also right there, super close by Laie, where you can see 40-foot waves and professional surfers surfing constantly. So it was just kind of a really fun atmosphere. Um, another thing that we love about Hawaii is it's so laid back. It's just like the whole culture is just super relaxed, very family-oriented, and it's very, very chill and very... Perfect. I want to start talking to you two about the different experiences that you've had on tra while traveling together, because 
especially when traveling as a family, you're going to have these moments that are, are, are beautiful, are wonderful, but you're also going to have those moments that you can laugh at, maybe laugh out after the fact, or maybe some bad moments that you want to kind of forget. I want to start talking about these two, two, starting with what has been the most rewarding experience traveling together? Maybe that experience that just blew you away, made you fall in love with travel or made you fall in love with traveling together or together as a family. Do you have an experience like that you'd want to share with us? So it's hard to pinpoint just one, but I, for me, it's kind of the entirety of traveling as a family because when traveling as a family... Um, we all had to be around each other quite a bit. And we also had a lot of work. It was a lot of work to move so many people for so often or so long or, you know, and just to get things done. It required a lot of togetherness, a lot of cohesive family. And, and it really was kind of like beautiful to just watch the kids just like, hunker down and help out and grab this and let me get, you know, let me get the baby or let me get this or let me grab this bag and here, mom, you push this and I'll do that. And, um, and then to see them, you know, if somebody was sad, then, you know, a sibling would come over and help them or whatever. It just seemed like through our travels, I feel like everybody became closer and better friends and like, we became stronger as a family. Absolutely. And it's it's always nice to, to share those moments together. And not only as a travel couple, but as a as a family that you get to share these experiences that you have together. And which brings me to a different direction. I want to take this. I want to talk about the most embarrassing, the most hilarious or the most awkward experience that you two have had when traveling together or traveling together as a family. Do you have an experience like that you'd want to share? Again, there's so many because we did so many travels. The one that really sticks out to me is getting locked out of our Airbnb in London. <laughs> and it is a fabulous story. So our Airbnb, um, you had to have a key to get out and you had to have a key to get in to the house. Um, and the key, they had a little lockbox. And so every day we would just stick the key in the lockbox, lock the lockbox and no big deal. So one of our last days in London, we, um, we split up. We were, the little guys were just really tired. And so I took them home to the Airbnb and dad kept going with the big kids. The problem was, is that my husband, Chad, hadn't realized that he had taken the key and stuck it in his backpack. So we got to the Airbnb. And there was no key inside the lockbox and our phones were not working really very well. And so we could message on WhatsApp, but it just did not seem to, we hadn't really gotten our international plan figured out. And so I couldn't call him. I couldn't, you know, and then my phone died. And so me and the little kids were just sitting out there for 45 minutes, waiting for him to come, waiting for him to come. And finally the neighbors on the right hand side, saw us and they said, Hey, do you want to come in here and wait for your husband till he comes? And, you know, and so we were like, great. They had little kids, they had toys. And so my kids just played and had fun. And we hung out for probably another 45 minutes. So total time was like 90 minutes that we were sitting there waiting for him. But what we didn't realize is that we should have been like watching out the window because somewhere around an hour, he had come back with the big kids and 
they did the same thing, went to the lockbox, looked for the key, didn't see the key. And they thought, oh my gosh. So they started knocking, knocking, knocking. Okay. They're inside. They figured we had fallen asleep and were inside asleep and weren't hearing the knocking. And so they were knocking on the neighbor's doors on the left. Hey, can we climb through your backyard to try and get in the back door? Can we, you know, and they were shoving uh, my third daughter up into the open window that was on the second floor. Uh, I mean, they were just in neighbors from across the street finally came over and said, I'm pretty sure that they went to the neighbors on the right. And so after like, you know, 90 minutes, you know, they were sitting there for 30 minutes trying to get in and we were sitting there for 45 minutes. We finally connected and figured out, okay, you're here. I'm here. We, you have the key and it's in your bag. Like he never, he still didn't even know once he saw us and he was like, what the heck? You're not in the house. And we were like, you have the key. He said, no, I don't. And he started searching through his bag and oops, there it is. <laughs> it was so, such a funny story. That's a good one for sure. And it, it definitely shows, you know, how much how much you two have to juggle uh, as as a family when you're traveling and how these these little things can get uh, forgotten about or, or left behind in the whole process. And which brings me to my last type of experience I like to bring up. And that is a bad experience or the worst experience that you two have had when, when traveling. Because we all know that traveling is not all sunshine and rainbows. Those There's those real moments that you two need to tackle together as a, as a family or as a couple. Do you have an experience like that you'd want to share? This actually happened in Hawaii. So we had, uh, when we had gone to Hawaii, we had a, an Airbnb for almost two weeks and we were looking to stay a lot longer. And so we were searching the entire time to find another place that we would like. And that wasn't crazy expensive. And we just could not find anything. We got so lucky with the ones that with the, the Airbnb we had in Laie that we kind of expected to get the same deal throughout the entire island. But the cheapest one was three times as expensive as what we were already paying. So I decided we were going to go back to the big city and stay in a hotel room. And then from there, we would either find another place in Hawaii or we would go to uh, Japan. <clears throat> and so I, I got this hotel and in the pictures, it looked like it was a pretty good hotel. And hotels just don't really work for us unless we get two rooms because we've got eight total. And... Uh, the hotel was, was fairly priced, but it was still pretty expensive. So I only got one hotel room. We packed up everything. We went to the hotel room and this thing was probably the hotel room was maybe 10 feet by 10 feet. And we had all eight kids or all six kids and us two in there. And we were all together and I kind of had a, uh, a freak out moment. I wasn't able to get enough work done and we were in this little tiny hotel room and uh, just everything coming together. And like I said, we were planning either staying a lot longer in Hawaii or going to Japan and all throughout Asia. And because of that experience of not being able to find another place and being in this really tiny hotel room, I, I just flipped. It was like, okay, we're going back home. And that night, I booked the flights and the next morning at like eight in the morning, we were back on a plane coming back to Utah. And, uh, 
Yeah, that was probably, I don't know, for me, that was the biggest uh, breakdown that that I had on the trip. Um, there were there were a bunch of experiences, for example, in Spain, or not, sorry, not Spain, but uh, France, right as we arrived to France. So we went from London to France, we took a train, and in the train station, right away, we saw some lady get her her personal. In fact, Tammy's a Tammy can better explain this because she was the one that pretty much saw everything. We were on the train and we got there and we just kind of were standing around because like I said, our cell phones weren't super fast. Our, you know, our service was so Chad was looking up, where's our Airbnb? How do we get there? We were all just kind of standing around the rest of us. Um, and so I'm just observing the crowd. And it was so funny because I saw this lady snatch a purse and then keep going super fast. And I was thinking, that's weird. She was holding two purses and it was like the wheels just kind of kept turning in my head. And I was like, wait, if she had two purses and she's moving really fast. She probably stole that purse. And so, and I didn't know what to do. So I just said to Chad, huh, that lady just stole that purse. And so he started yelling, Hey, 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 Hey. And you know, get back here, get back here. But you know, we don't speak French and she doesn't speak English, but she heard yelling. So the lady actually dropped the purse, which Chad didn't realize, but he followed her out and had the police stop her. And so they were questioning her and they were trying to, you know, lost in translation back and forth, trying to figure out what was going on. So uh, I went back to the family that, that had lost their purse. And I said, did you guys just lose a purse? And what had happened, there was another guy distracting the grandma. So the, so it was a grandma and parents and one child and the parents had left to go get food or something like that. And the grandma had the little boy and all the stuff and some man had come over and started talking to her so that her back was to her stuff. And this lady just swooped in, grabbed the purse and kept going. But because I saw her and Chad started yelling, she dropped the purse, the family, the parents came back within that time, grabbed the purse and went over, you know, and they all started talking, but it was just the craziest thing because it happened so quickly. And so like she was a professional too. Chad can kind of tell what happened over with the police because he was over there and I was like, I'm not leaving my children and my stuff to help these people too much. I'm just going to holler at them. Hey, your purse is over there, you know, go get it. And it was just kind of a crazy thing. And it was just like, welcome to France, you know, <laughs> welcome to Paris. Absolutely. And those are, those are two great stories to really show kind of what, you know, a variety of experiences that you can go through as a couple and especially as a family, you know, there's, there's so much that you two have to go through uh, when you are traveling with, with six children as, as well. And I'm sure, you know, your oldest can help you guys to an extent, but you've got so much on your minds at any given point in time. Which brings me to my next question of traveling has so many effects on a relationship, but also on a family's relationship when you're traveling together as a big group. And I just want to ask you guys, how do you feel traveling has affected your your relationship together, but also your family's relationship? And in what aspects has it affected those relationships? Um, for us, it has definitely been for the better. Um, 
previous to this, all of our kids are very involved in all kinds of stuff. And, you know, that's partly our fault, but it's partly they love it. And partly we want them in different activities. But I mean, they are doing soccer, football, baseball, basketball, drama, um, gymnastics, piano lessons, voice lessons. I mean, they're just constantly in various different things. And which means that every night at dinner time, there's probably only two out of eight of us. And if we want to be together, we have to like, we really have to just leave because it, we're never together. There is always something. Um, I know some people try and work it so that, okay, this night is always like dedicated family night, but it never works for us. That I mean, like right now, for example, my oldest has um, football every single day, Monday through Saturday. My next one, she has rehearsals for her play um, Monday through Friday, most days. Occasionally, there's a day off, but then she's got Tuesday, Thursday gymnastics. My third one, she's got Monday, Wednesday, Friday soccer and sometimes Saturday. And then, you know, and it just keeps going from there. So we hardly see each other, especially as a whole group. And so the traveling was wonderful because we we just stopped it all. We, we didn't do any of those sports because we were gone long term. We couldn't, you know, you couldn't say, well, I'm going to be gone for two weeks and then I'm going to come back and play two weeks of football and then go be gone for two weeks again. You know, I mean, we were, we were just gone, totally gone for the whole year, pretty much. And they, it, it was better for us because we really got to know each other, got to realize that we kind of like each other. I mean, obviously we really knew that in the first place, but, and, Obviously, there's moments where you're like, oh, my gosh, if these kids don't get out of my hair, I'm going to kill someone because it's the never ending summer, which I don't know how other people like summer. Summer is a catch 22. It's wonderful and terrible at the same time because the kids are always there, but they're making a mess constantly. They are constantly wanting to be entertained or constantly, you know, either fighting or playing but happy playing, but like loud, crazy, psychotic playing, or, you know, it's just, and so there's goods and bads, of course, but in the end, it was all, it all worked out positively for us. Now, how important was it for the two of you to take your family with you on your travels? Cause, um, I mean, especially you, Chad, who really uh, was the one in the relationship that, you know, had the traveling experience more and was uh, maybe influenced Tammy to, to get out and travel with you more. How important was it for the two of you to, you know, get your children with you on the road and to get them interested into travel? Can you speak on that a little bit? To sum it up, extremely important, everything. So I had... Like I said, I had, I have, uh, multiple offshore offices. And so for the last almost 10 years, I've been traveling around the world and my family gets to see all these cool places, even though it's business travel and business travel really isn't, uh, is not usually that fun. The family sees it as, Hey, dad's in Philippines or dad's in India or dad's in, uh, Russia. And they see all these things that I'm doing. And they kind of feel left out. And we had talked for almost about a year, maybe even two years about traveling as a family. And I made some promises that we would do this. I made some promises to the family. And so it weighed heavily on me. I had to fulfill those promises that I made as a dad uh, that we would all 
do this together and that they could see all these fun things that I was seeing uh, as I traveled around the world in, in business. And so yeah, it, it made everything so much more enjoyable, so much better having the kids go to places that they wanted to go. Uh, our third child. So she, uh, she is, uh, 12 now and she had been saving up. She saved a couple hundred dollars so that she could go to Paris. This is even before we, we left. And so we knew that Paris was going to be one of those big ones that we wanted to go to. And all the kids had different one at different places they wanted to go to. So yeah, it was everything to go with the family and show them everything and, and just show them new cultures, show them the differences between the U S and all these other places out there. It was, uh, it, it kind of answering another question going back. A lot of people ask, you know, how was it? And I always tell them financially, Right. It was way more expensive than I thought. Way more. It was probably three times the cost than, than we had expected. Uh, but for family relationships and just mental health in general, it was awesome. It fulfilled, I think, everything that we had hoped it would fulfill. It was completely different than we thought it would go, but it was so good to go together as a family. I, I feel like we got so much closer as a family. Our priorities were clarified and uh yeah it was great and i I love that answer and i want to kind of piggyback on something you said there about how it cost you so much more than what you thought it was going to cost and with with planning such a trip and with so many people involved in the trip there's obviously things that, you know, maybe you learned along the way or maybe you just didn't uh, think about. Do you have any tips for maybe a family in a similar situation uh, in, in planning and pre- preparing a trip like this and maybe tips on the road? Do you have any tips that you two learned uh, while you were on the road or in retrospect that you'd want to share? Well, I mean, the tips are endless. That is that is the hard thing is to pick just a few. I mean, number one, Airbnbs are, you know, a, some sort of house with a kitchen is so, so much better, especially cost wise, because you can go to the grocery store and get breakfast and lunch. And then, you know, even a lot of dinners we would eat out and pretty much everywhere we went. I mean, we were in London, Paris, uh, Amsterdam, Copenhagen and Iceland. And everybody has spaghetti sauce and noodles. And so you could, you know, at least make a few meals here and there if you had a kitchen. And so having a kitchen is like huge. I mean, that's number one for me. Number two, I would say is plan ahead. That was one thing we were kind of like, well, we want to keep it. I shouldn't say we. Chad was wanting to keep it more flexible so that we could kind of pick and choose where we wanted to go. But I was like, no, let's plan out the whole year. And so we sort of met in the middle and we planned a few places and, but, you know, didn't book our hotels super early in advance. And that just bit us in the butt a lot of times, especially in Hawaii, where Chad was saying we loved Hawaii. And that was good because we wanted the flexibility where we could stay longer in Hawaii. But when it came down to finding a place, we couldn't because we hadn't planned ahead. We hadn't realized that we would really enjoy Hawaii so much and just want to stay there for a month. And so um, I would say plan ahead is a, a big thing. Another thing, too, is plan 
uh, downtime, right? As a family, you cannot just go, 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 go. The kids can't handle it. You can't handle it. And if you can't handle, you know, and then you're having to deal with the kids at the same time. Oh my gosh, it's awful. And so we had to have days where it was like, you know what? We're just going to all sit here and we're going to sleep in and we're going to watch TV shows or we're going to go swim at the pool or we're going to get work done because dad had work and I had work. And, you know, we, it was constantly needing at least one day in every place that we went. Um, and you know, uh, one day about every five days that we would take a break and we would just, even if it was just like, okay, we're going to relax all morning long, you know, and then we'll go and do stuff because we had to have downtime, relaxing time. Everybody needs it. Absolutely. And excellent advice. And uh, continuing off uh, something you two said earlier, uh, in one of your stories that you shared where uh, one of you had to come back to the Airbnb with the children that were a little bit tired, and then the other one continued on and kind of uh, continued exploring the city more. Can you speak a little bit about the importance of kind of, uh, you know, dividing and conquering in terms of family travel and how important that is to you know you you can't necessarily always be together as a family or even as a couple and uh it, maybe you need to you know one needs to do something while the other does something else and uh and how you two split up kind of those tasks and in the moment who who decided to do what task can you kind of talk a little bit about that uh yeah so we we didn't really um, always say you had to do this or you had to do that. Um, it definitely was flexible. It depended on, you know, if dad had to work that day and get a bunch of um, work done, then I would leave. Like in London, for example, uh, we got the pass so we could see all kinds of things, but dad had to work. So two of the days dad worked and then he met us in later on kind of the middle of the afternoon and came and did one thing with us, but we had done two things before that without dad. Um, and so we did a lot of that. We also did where, you know, on the days that say I had to work or we had to get homework done because the kids were still doing homework along the way. Um, dad would go to the grocery store and he would take some of the little guys so that it was quiet for the big kids to get homework done. And, um, it just sort of kind of, we would just see whatever we could do. And, you know, sometimes dad would cook dinner and sometimes I would cook dinner. And sometimes, you know, the kids had to help out too a lot. I mean, the kids did a lot of the cooking and a lot of the cleaning and they, you know, because we didn't have a car in a lot of places. If we went to the grocery store, you had to lug all those grocery bags back. And so we had to use the muscles of our kids. And, um, we definitely divided a lot because it's not possible really for any one person to do everything. And if you are, you know, then you resent the other person because you're like, you're sitting there doing nothing. Even if they're working or whatever, they're sitting on their butt working on the computer. And you're like, seriously, or, you know, or the other person is thinking, I'm so busy with work. I just can't do anything else, you know, or whatever. It's, it's perfect to be able to mix and match like, you know, and, and me, for example, a lot of our travels, I was pregnant. And so I, I just, I could not lift or do things. There was a lot of times too, where I couldn't walk anymore. I was like cramping and, you know, had to go to the bathroom. I was like, we have to stop and take a break. And so 
I would keep anybody who was tired with me and then dad would kind of walk off and do a few things and then come back in half an hour when I, after I had had a break. And so, I mean, we did a lot of dividing and conquering, you know, I would hold the place in line and he would go get the tickets or something like that, you know. And, and excellent advice. And I know we could talk all day about the, the intricacies of traveling as a, as a family and, and especially you brought up, you know, having to do the children having to do homework and you having to keep on track of everything that's going on with that. But I'm going to get this interview moving along and talking to you too about what you, what you've got going online and, and what you're doing, uh, with Heroic Tribe. And starting with where did Heroic Tribe start from? What is this all about? Can you give our audience a little, uh, little rundown about it i am we're the owners of heroic.com so my background in business is in cybersecurity. i've been in uh, professionally in cybersecurity for the last 15 years uh and heroic is a cybersecurity company we provide data breach intelligence for other companies so that they can protect their customers and their employees so we help protect companies and because the company is heroic we wanted to, uh, as a part of our travels, not only did we go and travel and see all these places, but we were also connecting with some of our customers and some of, uh, of our clients, uh, speaking at places uh, about cybersecurity and about heroic. And so we wanted a way to not only travel, but also combine the business with that. And so we sat down and we decided, hey, why don't we call ourselves the heroic tribe? And as we're traveling... Not only are we seeing these great places, but we're also talking about what we do and we're helping to protect people from hackers and cyber threats. So, yeah, so that's that's where we came across the name, the Heroic Tribe and uh, and Heroic.com is is the, the company name. And so it just kind of all came together right there. Amazing. And what kind of influenced you to to start an Instagram channel to document uh, everything that you've got going on over there as a family? Uh, we wanted to include people in this. We wanted to show them what we were doing and and get people to become a part of the tribe. So, you know, a tribe is not just a couple people. It's, it's lots of people. And one of the ways... Uh, some of the stuff that we have in the company. So uh, we have a new product that's coming out that's specific to, to individuals and families, and it helps protect families uh, from the hackers that are out there today. And we wanted to give access to that and to kind of bring awareness to all the issues that are out there. And Instagram being one of the best ways to connect with people, to connect with people with shared interests, and so we thought it would be a good way to uh, to connect with the type of people that are going to be using this specific product or the products that we have at Heroic. We wanted to find a way that we could help others. This product that we're about to release is completely free. So anybody can go, they can they can sign up and they can get access to it and protect their family from hackers and cyber threats. So it, it was just uh, we, we felt like it was a perfect fit to engage with the people that need this product the most. And that's really incredible uh, because I don't think a lot of people put enough uh, emphasis on cybersecurity in their lives and uh, and everything that that is involved with uh, using the Internet and having your personal information on the Internet and protecting that personal information. And I, I think that's incredible what, you t what you're doing over there. And... 
continuing on with your travels and, you know, having to keep on top of work while you're traveling, how, how difficult was that to be on the road and keeping on top of your work, but also having this Instagram channel that you're trying to, you know, uh, keep updated and to keep engaging with your audience? Yeah, so that it was a lot more difficult than expected. So we had these grand had these grand plans that we would go out and we would post daily on Instagram and we would film everything which we did and then every weekend we would put the video together and release the video uh, in addition to seeing all the sites and to working full time. And it was clear that, uh, shoot, within the first week that that was impossible to do. And so kind of like what Tammy said before, we had to divvy up some of the things. So we had some one of our daughters, she was helping more on uh, posting on Instagram. And uh, we were doing the I was in charge of doing the videos and Tammy kind of all the logistics of travel. And uh, and even though we split everything up, we still we never even got to releasing any of the videos yet. So we have a lot of videos that we have still yet to release. And then on top of all the social media stuff, I've got to continue running the business. This business has employees all over the world and uh, clients all over the world. And let's just say it was extremely difficult. I had to do a lot at night, had to get creative on, on how I worked. Uh, there's this picture on social media where we were in New York and I had to get some stuff done, but everybody was, everybody was asleep in the hotel room. So I didn't want to wake everybody up and they didn't have a business center at the hotel. So I just went into the bathroom. I took a, an ironing board. I set up the ironing board on the uh, right next to the toilet and I set my laptop on the ironing board. And there I worked all throughout the night uh, with my little makeshift office there. So yeah, definitely had to get creative. Uh, thankfully, our company is a distributed company. So uh, most of our employees are distributed around the world and they work from their home. We did have at the time, we did have an office uh, specifically based in Utah. So our offshore offices, but we had uh, home based employees that are spread out all over the place. So thankfully, the position allowed me to do that. But it it definitely was difficult. Uh, I kind of like I said, I got three. It, the cost of traveling were about three times the cost. The amount of time I had to work was probably three times less than I expected. Nice. And wrapping this interview up together, I have one last question to ask the two of you. And that is knowing what you know now about travel, about family travel, about working in travel, about anything that you want to talk about. Knowing what you know now, what is one thing you wish you had known from the very beginning? To to plan more time in each location because we were always rushing to and from a location is why I think part of the reason why we didn't get a lot of work done. Had we spent closer to two weeks in each location, we would have been way better with work and with the craziness and the busyness. I, I would totally agree with that. Spending one time in each location is probably the biggest thing. And she said two weeks. I would actually say three weeks plus. I think a minimum of three weeks is really necessary, maybe even a month to really get to the feeling of that specific location. 
one of the best times that we had was when we were in uh, Copenhagen, or at least outside of Copenhagen, is because we went there and we didn't do anything for a week. We just hung out with the family. The idea of traveling uh, and spending more time in a destination to really just spread out your, your workload and everything. And there you have it. Tammy and Chad sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nation's Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to our guests. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me today. Thank you. Now, I just want to give the two of you the floor. Let our audience know where they can check you out online, uh, whatever you want to leave them with, and uh, I'll give you the floor. Number one, check us out on Instagram at Heroic Tribe. And then uh, go to Heroic.com and sign up for our uh, product that we're going to be releasing right now. It's in private beta, but you can sign up. You can get on the list. There's over half a million people that have already signed up to get access to this. And we are going to be releasing this before Christmas. So you'll be able to get access to a software that helps protect what's most important to you, your family, your finances, the, uh, the things that you care about. And that's all I'd say. Tammy, have anything? Uh, no, that sounds great. Yeah, just find us at Heroic.com or um, on Instagram at Heroic Tribe. Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at TravelCouplePodcast.com slash 80. That's this episode, episode number 80's show notes page. Learn more about everything that Tammy and Chad have got going on over there at Heroic Tribe. Leave a comment on the page. Let us know about your family travels together, and we'll be sure to get back to you. And if you'd be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. This really helps us get this podcast out there and into other people's ears. And it really helps us get more guests on this show. We'll make sure to consistently deliver you these episodes every Wednesday. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie. Hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.